Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Chad. This is a quick side note about this episode that you are about to hopefully enjoy. In this episode, we talk about the truths that might be holding you back. So we mean truths in the sense that almost all knowledge we have and the things that we call truth, which is basically a rep, you know, recognition of uh, patterns that are going to serve us in business or in life. These are typically provisional things. They are not uh, truth with a capital T. So it's something that's very difficult to talk about and verbalize. But the point is here that you're going to have to get comfortable making decisions with uh, imperfect intel. And that type of truth is provisional. It's something that has to be continually updated. And the best way to update that is to trust it. So trust that something is more true or useful for you, but then go out and verify exactly how true it is. And whether you put a percentage on it or whether you think of something as like, this is uh, you know eight out of 10, this is an 80% truth scale type thing, um, it's important to start thinking about. And then as you get feedback from the front lines of the marketplace or conversations you have with those that are on the front lines of the future, you can uh, iterate your model of what truth is. And it's ultimately about having the best pattern recognition and matching type of mindset that we can create. And so that is the, uh, the inspiration for this episode. I hope that context makes it more valuable to you. Enjoy. Hey, everyone, and welcome to The Mission Daily. This is Stephanie Postel, COO of The Mission, and I'm joined, of course, always by Chad Grills, CEO and founder of The Mission. Hey, What's Chad. What's up, everyone? How's it going? Really good. What about you? Good. I'm excited about this episode. So this is a part two from last episode where we talked about the lies that hold you back, and today we're talking about the truths that hold you back, but also why maybe you should look into those truths a bit more and see if you trust them and if you should verify them a bit more. Yeah. And I think a fun nickname or a principle for this episode to focus in on is trusting, but verifying. So that phrase trust, but verify is, was popularized, I think in the military, that's where it started. Uh, it's a great reminder that we have to first posit what is true for us, what is really important, but then we have to verify it because everything that we hold true now is, uh, might fade away in the future. It might become less true over time and we might need to continually find new truths or what is more more true for our situation. How did they uh, use that in the military? Like what did they, or how did you apply that when you were deployed or any of that? Basically just don't take anything for granted. And it's, well, if somebody tells you what is happening or what the situation is on ground, it's uh, very easy to just fall in the trap of being a cognitive miser, which humans are naturally are, and not going forward and getting the uh, intel from on the ground. So this episode is going to help sharpen your skills at gathering intelligence, not only that's relevant to you and your family and those you care about, uh, but also intel about larger industries. Because with the internet and the technological revolution, it's easy to think that we are privy to the best information, the information that's going to be true. But the reality is when you get on ground and you start having more and more conversations with people, or you get to the front lines of an industry, you might find that it's completely different from what you, the idea you had in your head. And it's, that's again, sounds something like, oh, that's so, that's easy, that's cliche, that's, uh, of course that's true. Um, but I don't think people realize the extent to which that is true. So a lot of people out there listening right now think, okay, what's true is I have these skills and I'm in the 70th percentile. But if you really stop to get objective about it and verify it and go uh, trust, but verify it by 
asking some good questions or reaching out in the ADA format to a bunch of experts in that industry, you might be shocked to determine that you're actually in the 96th, 97th percentile of those with skills. So often in most industries, once you start to get higher and higher up in terms of skills and knowledge and your network, what you'll uh, come to the horror, (laughs) it's basically like a horrifying revelation, which is uh, there's nobody in charge at the top. (laughs) It's very much a situation where people are desperate to find new ideas, new people, new entrants into the market. And generally, it's just a collection of people that are really in need of help at the top of every hierarchy, whether it's uh, an intellectual hierarchy or a hierarchy in in business in terms of like the C-levels and execs up top. They're all desperate for good ideas, good attitudes, good solutions. So what's really easy to do is basically underestimate ourselves. And this episode is a challenge to trust, but verify and get proof for yourself because what you might realize is that you're actually at the top of your game. I agree. And then where Chad just mentioned uh, reaching out in the ADA format, if you uh, are new to us or you haven't listened to previous episodes, go, I think it's two episodes back and you can learn how to connect with anyone using the ADA uh, reach out methodology, just That's it. as an FYI. Yeah. So let's jump into these truths. So the first one is I haven't read enough yet. Yeah. So this is something that we, we can always read more. We can always prepare more. And this is a challenge to find the best material and dive in. So no matter how much we know now, we could probably get closer to the frontier or the top percentile of intelligence skill in a certain area by reading just one or two more books. And the best way to prove this to yourself is take a uh, Sunday or the next day off you have and try to read an entire book. It could just be a shorter 100 or 200 page book. But if it's really, really focused, if it's written by the best of the best, someone who has experience doing, not just talking, someone who has skin in the game. So ideally they've self-funded something or they've taken investment from someone, which is a great way to like formalize a business relationship. So if they have that type of experience and they've distilled it into a book, chances are you're going to be able to use that wisdom to get really, really far ahead. So the best way to prove that to yourself is take a day out and finish an entire book. And you'll, yeah, it's just, it's very easy to see how, uh, discover how little we know. Um, but also it's like a coincidence, uh, appositorum type thing where you might discover that, you know, a lot too. Yeah. What is the best like hundred page quick read book that you can think of that comes to mind right now? If you can think of one. Okay. So (laughs) I like to put you on the spot if you haven't noticed. (laughs) So a bunch come to mind. Um, uh, the law by Frederick Bastide, I think I'm probably butchering the name. That's a, that's a fun one, uh, to start out with. Um, I think that any type of, uh, there are a couple of good self-help ones. Um, so As a Man Thinketh is a, is a great read. That's actually like a 68-page read, I think. Um, that's a great book. Uh, War is a Racket is another short one I read recently. That's a great book for a uh, thought experiment, little mind expansion there, controversial ideas mixed in. And yeah, Anthem is another good good oh, one yeah. by uh, Ayn Rand. And um, yeah, as, for as, as much criticism as uh, Ayn Rand gets, the book Anthem is a, a very... Um, emotional, caring, thoughtful book mm-hmm. that is, uh, yeah, a fun novella. Awesome. So everyone can check those out. And we'll probably add some links in the show notes so you can easily get to uh, these books and things that we mentioned. All right. So the next uh, truth that I don't have enough experience. Yeah. So this is something, again, where we can always get more experience and we're always, um, we're going to tend to underestimate and misestimate, I guess it was a much better way of saying what type of experience we have and where it is most relevant. And this challenge to 
to verify it and really test this claim in your own life is is very, very important because along the way, you might think you're in one industry, but if you really start to dive into the details, you might discover that there's a uh, a new branch of that industry or there's a new type of like whatever industry there is right now, there are segments of it that are going to be all investigating new technologies like VR, AR, crypto. So you can, yeah, just get to the frontier very quickly that way. Yep. Love that. All right. The next one is I need to spend less time on socials, which I think is definitely a topic that I see anyways, all the time with my friends being like, I'm going to deactivate Facebook. I'm, you know, not getting on Instagram for six months or, you know, everyone's always trying to spend less time on socials. Yeah. So I think that spending the, uh, just with the reading example we talked about earlier, I think that spending the time on socials to make sure we're following the right people and pruning our accounts and generally just testing it out way more and figuring out, um, using these platforms to experiment instead of just, uh, consume. So just figure out how to get a little bit more out of these platforms and make these platforms serve you because that type of customized feed and the ability to build that you can choose to, you know, filter into your ecosystem, into your mind, whatever information you want. And social media can be a force for good. It's easy to demonize these things and it's much harder to take a look at them and say, okay, uh, if I'm not getting value out of this, I'm doing it to myself. So why would I be doing this to myself? How can I get more value out of it? Yep. And I also like the idea of actually, you know, if you're worried about how much time you're spending, why don't you track it? I think there's actually a couple apps that show how long you're spending on social media. So then, you know, you might be thinking like, I'm spending, I know I must be spending either like five hours a day and you track it and, you know, verify, oh, it's only three hours or vice versa. You're like, no, I only get in there maybe like 30 minutes a day. And you realize you're spending way more time and what do you have to show for it? Or maybe you have a lot to show for it. It just kind of depends. Yeah. And that final question is uh, really important to ask yourself, like, what do you have to show for it? Because you might have a lot to show for it. That's, uh, I mean, something with our business, it's not, we haven't been overly reliant on social media, but social media has been helped us do things that we couldn't have done without it. Mm-hmm. All right. So the next one is I need more money to create it. Yeah. So this is, this is a truth. I think, uh, I think wait, it's, you know, the most, uh, I guess, tantalizing trap <laughs> for mm-hmm. a business that's easy to get sucked into is this idea of always being scrappy and always being frugal and uh, living within your means as a business. And when you explore living outside your means and using that means to to create and reinvest in the business, you can do way more than you could without that capital, without the money. And it's, um, yeah, nothing great is created without a huge upfront investment. You're not going to create new technology, uh, a new business without either taking on a little debt from time to time or uh, money from investors or friends and family or your own savings. Um, that's, it's just, you know, you got to spend money to make money. Those cliches are true. Yep. Yeah. I definitely uh, just think of the early days of the mission where, you know, you and I had to be super scrappy and, you know, we didn't really have much money to do anything. And you can't the, get feedback very quickly yeah, for not spending money. You're not Whereas, moving quick enough. We're yeah. not able to get it out to enough people. Whereas now it's like we have a little bit more runway and, you know, we put in obviously a lot of our own money to be able to make this happen. And that's just helped grow it and see like, wow, not only, you know, it's not all dependent on us now. We can hire people to do this and we can start, you know, these new podcasts and, get the story out there and just a lot of new things that we can do because we put our own resources and got outside resources to really grow the business. Definitely. Because the success of any business is all about getting uh, real information from the front lines that can inform decision-making and enable you to make decision-making that is uh, based on future trends. So where things are headed, it's uh, that's 
the hard part about business is it's ultimately about predicting the future <laughs> and you know calling the shots and getting it correct. It's very, very difficult, but it is possible if you are getting information at a quick enough speed and then integrating it and taking action based on it uh, in a great way. Yep. So yeah, that's that's it for this episode. It's a short one and it's generally a challenge for everyone listening to figure out what is true. What, you know, How have you analyzed your situation correctly and then trusting that, but then going out and verifying it in the marketplace. Yep. And if there's any truths that you've been like, I've believed this for so long and then I looked into it and it's actually wrong, tweet at us at the Mission HQ. We would love to hear your experiences with this and um, yeah, how it's going basically. All right. See ya. Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.